0: Philippians 1 verse 6 says, And I am certain that God who began the good work within you will continue His work until it is finally finished on the day when Jesus Christ returns. Hebrews 10 verse 23 to 25 says, So now we must cling tightly to the hope that lives within us, knowing that God always keeps his promises. Discover creative ways to encourage others and to motivate them towards acts of compassion, doing beautiful works as expressions of love. This is not the time to pull away and neglect meeting together. This is not the time to pull away and neglect meeting together, as some have formed the habit of doing, because we need each other. In fact, we should come together even more frequently, eager to encourage and urge one another onward as we anticipate the coming of Jesus Christ. Hebrews 12 verse verse 14, strive to live in peace with everybody and pursue their consecration and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. 1 Peter 4 verse 7, since we are approaching the end of all things, let's be intentional, purposeful, and self-controlled. Let us be given to pray. 1 John 2 verse 28, and now dear children, remain in Him so that when He is revealed, we may have joyful confidence and not be ashamed when we stand before Him at His appearing. Revelation 3 verse 11, but I come swiftly, says Jesus, so cling tightly to what you have so that no one can seize your crown. Revelation 2 verse 12 to 13 and 20 to 21, behold, Jesus says, I am coming quickly. I bring my reward with me to repay everyone according to their works. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the completion. And the one who testifies to these things says, yes, he's coming quickly. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with every believer. He's coming back soon. If you haven't seen and experienced the urgency of the time that we are living in, if you haven't seen and realized the wickedness that's running rife in our world, I'm telling you tonight that Satan is trying to make bold moves because He knows the church is growing. Revival is breaking out. Why? More people have to get to know who Jesus is. People have to experience God in demonstrations, signs, wonders, and miracles, because Jesus is on His way. He's coming soon. Are we ready? Are we ready? If Jesus came tonight... Would you rise with Him? Would you be with Him in paradise? We prayed that prayer this evening. That means you You are. But we have to work out our salvation daily. And we have to tell people about Jesus. We have to tell that friend, that family, that God is laying on your heart right now. This is why we cannot be given to sin anymore. This is why we cannot be given to mediocrity anymore. Jesus is coming soon. We live in a world that is entertaining the demise of our souls. They're saying, get intoxicated all you want until you're not who you are anymore. Drink and smoke and do what you can. Destroy your body. Get rid of your purity. Give yourself to whoever comes. Do what you feel is right. The world is making light of hell. The world is making light of God and His sovereignty and His power and His grace. Us as the church, even young people, doesn't start with a 30-year-old. doesn't start with a pastor. It starts with us, believers. Are we living the way Christ wants us to live? Are we living like He's living on the inside of us? When Christ comes, all that will remain when you are standing face to face with Him is what you did for Him. What you did in faith because of what you hoped for and what was motivated by your love for Him. Your success in business, in school, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your endeavors on earth won't mean anything. What will mean something, what will stand, what will not be burned by holy fire is what you did for Him in faith. What will remain in your life? I'm telling you, the only thing that will remain Faith, hope, and love. Romans 5, verse 1 to 5 says this in the NLT. Therefore, since we have been made right with God by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ has done for us. He paid the price for you to live in abundance. To live the way He lived on this earth. Even as a young person, you're never too young to live for God. Never too young to live in the reality of victory. To live like Jesus lived, where there's temptation, but there's no sin. There's no entertaining the temptation. Verse 2, because of our faith, Christ has brought us to a place of His undeserved privilege where we now stand. And we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials. For we know they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character. And character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us his Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. 1 Corinthians 13.13 says this, that after all these things, three things will remain, faith, hope, love, but the greatest of these is love. Faith. God has given us faith. Faith is God's way of living. It's the only thing that we can do to please God is living by faith. Living by faith is taking the Word of God, believing it, and then applying it to our lives. Hope. Colossians 1 verse 27 says this, that Christ in you, Christ in me, that is the hope of our glory. Why? 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 Because when we live with the reality of Christ, we will live in victory on this earth. And we can look forward to heaven where God will say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Why? We were obedient to Jesus because he was in us. And because we acted in faith, faith only comes by hearing the word of God. That's what Romans 10 verse 17 tells us. And you know what is even crazier about faith? It's not something we have to go and get. It's not something that's so far out of reach. The Bible says that it's close by. It's in our hearts, on our tongue. So when we get into the Word of God, when we got saved, first of all, we got to part, faith was imparted to us. Jesus gave us His very faith. So when we get into the Word of God, it grows and grows and grows and grows to a point where when people look at you, they say, why are you so different? How is it that, Naledi, how could you believe for a car and then receive it? How could you believe for the finances for your wedding? Because she was in the Word. How did you change your life from a drug addict on the street who didn't know where they were going to someone who's now playing the drums? Faith in God. How is it that someone can go from a prostitute on the street to someone who is happily married with children? Faith in God. Why? The Word of God transforms. But the more we get into the Word of God, the more responsibility comes on us to apply it to our lives. This is what faith is. Living in in accordance to the Word of God. And here's the thing about faith. I just want to stick to this one quickly. Faith is the conviction we live by. It is the conviction we live by, and the deeper our knowledge is of the word of God, the stronger our resolve will be to live by God's word. And the greater our glory will be, or our victory will be, and then the greater we will please God. Why? Because we're taking what God has said about us and we're applying it to our lives and it results in victory. So then all of a sudden now, We are the representatives and the ambassadors for God that he needs so that when people look at us, they say, man, I want what you have. I see that there's something different about you. I see Jesus. I see his victory in your life. I want that. And then you have an opportunity to testify. You have an opportunity to witness. See, faith, true faith can only really be seen by God, right? I can't see how much faith is on mango. I can't see how much faith is on each one of you. I can't see how much faith is on you. But your obedience to what you believe is what I can see. Because I see you tithing. I see you come to give every week. I see that your life is modeled according to the word of God in obedience to what he said. So now you are representative of Christ on this earth. And what does the Bible tell us in Isaiah? If you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. Regarding faith, regarding the word of God, you can see what's happening around us. People are telling us, don't follow this way of Jesus. Don't follow the way of God. That's going to restrict you. We're telling people, oh no, don't offend them. It's fine that they're going to hell, but don't offend them. You have to be politically correct. Let me tell you something. You rather want to be spiritually correct because this earth, this time on earth, is very short. We have eternity to look forward to. And what we do now as young people, what we subscribe to now as young people, will determine your reality in eternity. What are you obeying now? Are you obeying culture? Are you obeying tradition? Are you obeying peers? Are you obeying what social media is telling you to do? Or are you obeying the Word of God? Because your conviction of the Word of God, the strength of your faith is what will set you apart. That is what will, it will gear you up and. Put you on a solid rock, a solid foundation so that when Jesus comes back, what will remain? Your faith in him. Why? Because you hope in him because he is the hope of glory on the inside of you. You have something to look forward to. You understand that I can't make a bad decision now because if I make this decision to reject Jesus now, he might just reject me on that day. What did he say in his word? Reject me before people and I reject you before my father. Why? He made a way for us. He made it easy. He said, cast all your burdens unto me for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. But you see, we are so connected to this world, we are so used to living in this world that we think it's the way to live. But I want to tell you something today, that the more you are in the Word of God, the more you are communing with the Father, the more you are allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to you, to speak to your heart, the more your mind is transformed, the more you realize that the life this world is living is trash. But until you have an encounter, until you healed yourself completely to God, you might never experience that conviction. And this is why at the next. On this platform, we preach the true gospel because we know that signs, wonders, and miracles, the demonstration of the Word of God is followed by the preaching of the Word. Faith is the conviction we live by. The deeper our knowledge is of the Word, the stronger our resolve becomes to live by it then our victory will be great. And the pleasure that God has toward us will be great. We have a confident hope, Jesus, that He's coming back. That is our hope. But are we living today like He's coming tomorrow? Are we making decisions today that ensures our future? Are we choosing Him in every way possible? Are we putting Him first in your school? Or are you letting school trump you? Are you putting Him first with your friends? Or are you letting your friends speak louder to you than the Word is speaking to you, than God is speaking to you? Are we allowing tradition and culture to tell us who we are and negating who the Bible says we are? Let me tell you, you have a hope. Even though it seems like everything's going bad around you, like everyone's against you, you're feeling this persecution. The Bible says, Romans ten eleven. if you believe on me, Jesus says, you will not be ashamed. You will not be ashamed. But how strengthened are you in his word? Last one that I wanna finish off with is love. Faith, hope. Love. Mark 12, verse 29 to 30 and 30 tells us the greatest commandment to love the Lord our God with all our heart, our soul, our mind, and all our strength. If we love the Lord of God, if we can get this one principle right, hope will awaken and faith will manifest. Why? Because love is our motivation. And we don't love Him for nothing we love him because he first loved us and if you love him tonight I want you to stand I want you to stand if you love Jesus if you say you're not looking around to see what your friend is doing you have to determine in your heart do you love God Are you watching me from home right now don't look at your family do you love God then stand raise your hands and say Jesus I love you. I choose to connect my heart with yours. Let love control me. If you want to experience His love tonight, speak with Him, communicate with the God who loves you more than anyone who sees you clearer than anyone can see you, who no matter what you do, you ever do, even in the future, what you've ever done in the past, He loves you the same, so much so that He sent His Son. You will never be abandoned. You will never be left alone. But you have to choose to turn your affection toward Him. Lift up your hands. And as you worship, just declare your love to Him. Father, we love you. Father, we glorify your holy name. Thank you that you have shed abroad your love in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Father, I declare that every single person under the sound of my voice receives that encounter, that love encounter with you that causes them to change, to transform, to never be the same, to stand firm on your word because they understand your love for them that they look forward to the hope that lies ahead, that Jesus is coming back soon and we will spend time with you for eternity in your presence, in your glorious presence and that love will control us and motivate us to walk in faith every single day of our lives in Jesus' name.